Welcome to Pop Culture Legends, a mini-series from Digital Dissection, a nerd podcast. Pop Culture Legends explores the spaces in between mainstream and esoteric across the world of media. There's many unique stories across our favorite properties, and some aren't always well known. We hope you enjoy the spaces in between those spaces. Today's legend explores a mystery that has long lived within the Transformers animated series. From 1984 to 1987, the series introduced the ongoing battle between warring factions of robots. But years later, questions would arise behind who actually produced specific episodes of the show. For over 35 years, no one is quite sure who actually supplied the animation production for several episodes but many have tried to figure it out. Join us as we explore the mystery and what explanations have been discovered since the show's original run. Transformers is a property that has existed since 1984, a franchise created by toy company Hasbro and Japanese toy company Takara Tomy. Initially, Transformers existed as 1980s toy lines called Microchange and Diaclone. Up to this point in time, there was no real compelling lore attached to their existence. But eventually, Hasbro would hire Marvel Comics to flesh out the far more detailed story behind transforming robots. Here, Marvel's editor-in-chief, Jim Shooter, would map out the task of building the Transformers world initially leaning on Dennis O'Neill to help generate the characters of its universe. Shooter would quickly replace O'Neill with Bud Budiansky, but not before O'Neill would create the series' most notable name, Optimus Prime. From this point on, Optimus Prime would largely be the prominent figure in the series, battling his arch-nemesis Megatron, one of the most enduring struggles the franchise would come to know. The stories that Marvel crafted would become known as Generation 1, carrying through the comic book series and the animated property. The initial comic series actually featured Marvel Universe characters Spider-Man and Nick Fury to name a few, but the animated property would feature a different mythos of its own. It would be here that several Transformers generations would continue, introducing new robots, crossovers, and more merchandise than we have time to cover. What many didn't realize at first, however, was that the animated series from 1984 to 1987, while still celebrated today, had noticeably different looks and feels across its initial production. While many in the 1980s didn't question it at all, in the decades following the show's syndication, fans started to notice just how different certain episodes were. The answer in theory was actually quite simple. Transformers followed a common practice in the production of cartoons at the time. Cartoons that had headquarters in the United States would typically handle all creative endeavors for these shows in their respective areas. These types of tasks involved voice acting, editing, and storyboarding. But by the 1960s, the actual animation production would be outsourced by almost every major player creating cartoons. For this reason, many countries internationally became popular as animation hotbeds across the world. 
Among them, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, the Philippines, and quite a bit more. The production of Transformers naturally followed suit. Just like other cartoon powerhouses of the time, like Hanna-Barbera and the Columbia Pictures animation arm, United Productions of America. Interest, however, began to focus on the specific creators of the Generation 1 Transformer series, as fans had begun to figure out who exactly was responsible for which aspects of the show's early run. One aspect of this production was actually quite easy to figure out, but the other still remains unsolved to this day. Transformers was largely produced by two major outsourced firms at the time, Toei Animation, based in Tokyo, Japan, and Acom, in Seoul, South Korea. This information was readily available, and well known to all involved in the Transformers series history. Toei in particular could be specifically traced to all of Season 1, 39 episodes of Season 2, 13 episodes of Season 3, and Transformers the Movie. Toei has historically never shied away from this information, and kept a thorough account of it, according to the records. According to Reddit researcher, Comic Astro Bastard, and yes, that is his real name, gaps in coverage were provided specifically by ACOM, and would continue as Transformers grew into its later generations. According to our Redditor, ACOM would produce three episodes of Season 2, 14 episodes of Season 3, and the entirety of Season 4. The research goes on to say that the difference in animation is easily noticeable as ACOM's frame rate issues, character models, and errors were all glaring in comparison to Toy's early work. So what exactly was the mystery? We know who produced many episodes of the hit show. What exactly was the problem? Fans noticed quickly that, well, the math just doesn't add up. After tallying the show's production, there were a number of episodes that didn't actually have any production company attached to them. This left an overall gap of nine episodes, seven from season two and two from season three. These numbers were theorized due to analysis by many fans online, as the animation and character designs do not match any work provided by Toei or Acom. The ways that fans were able to notice were due to the fact that character designs in the missing attribution episodes had less detailed shading, color vibrancy issues, and bizarre outdated face designs that never appeared anywhere else in the show's history. For examples of these specific episodes, check out our show notes. The alternate models have been cataloged and documented by tfwiki.net or the Transformers Wikipedia. Specifically, the character of Red Alert was one of the most noticeable in terms of outdated character designs that were used. He appeared bright white and dark red with noticeably outlined cheekbones. The final design was slightly different as his overall color was actually gray and a brighter red without the previously mentioned cheekbone outline.
For the better part of 15 years, online communities, fans, and animation historians continued to keep investigating the differences in the approaches taken to producing the series from the known studios of the time. Toei and Acom had distinct styles after all, and in time, a mysterious third studio appeared to be likely for what was the explanation of a possible source for the nine episodes in question. In 2002, however, series production coordinator Paul Davids granted an interview that actually confirmed this information. But equally caused just as much confusion. According to Davids, there had actually been a third studio involved in the production of the 1984-1987 run of Transformers the Animated Series. He specifically pointed to a studio he thought was based in the Philippines, which in theory makes sense as it was one of the large animation hubs we mentioned earlier. What didn't make sense, however, was that based on the time period, there were only two major firms based in the country. Specifically, these would be Optifex and Burbank Animation. Burbank Animation at first seemed like a logical potential answer to the almost two decades old mystery, but on paper, they had no record of ever having produced any Transformers episodes. Researchers specifically looked at Burbank's resume, and as a source of truth for many studios, this ended up being how they were ruled out. Optifex also became another dead end, as they worked exclusively for Hanna-Barbera, and would have been unavailable regardless during this time period. After the Davids interview, it would be discovered that Toei did in fact have a Filipino branch established. However, it would not be open until November of 1986. And by this point, seasons two and three of Transformers had long wrapped their production. However, based on the comments from Davids, fans and online communities turned their gaze to Sunbow Productions, who could be found in the end credits of Transformers and G.I. Joe episodes. Sunbow Productions had actually been a major player in the Transformers development timeline the entire time. When Hasbro and Marvel began their project to flesh out the Diaclone and Microchange Japanese toy lines, Sunbow Productions, specifically their parent company, Griffin Bacall, was responsible for many of the creation endeavors in the early development of the franchise. Griffin Bacall's team actually had the idea to merge the Japanese toy lines into one show, as well as the creation of the Transformers name. After these initial concept designs, they would actually hand off the idea to Marvel to further flesh out, as we previously mentioned. In addition, the idea of outsourcing other efforts, like animating entire episodes, would have occurred at the Griffin Bacall slash Sunbow Productions level. The process of providing necessary story direction, character models, and overall direction would have come from them, and did with the previously mentioned Toei and Acom Animation Studios. Unfortunately, however, Griffin Bacall throughout the years seemingly lost all records of outsourced partnerships, 
specifically records that didn't pertain to the two major studios that researchers had known about since the beginning. What further complicated the records keeping was that by the year 1994, Griffin Bacall had been acquired by DDB Worldwide. And while Hasbro continued to be a client, they would no longer be by the year 2000. At this point, two-thirds of Griffin Bacall would be laid off, and the company's founders went into retirement. The Transformers Wikipedia community would continue to look for clues and ended up finding one last potential wrinkle in the franchise's long-standing mystery. A specific episode titled Call of the Primitives further seemed to look like it was produced by someone other than the major players we've already discussed. This episode in particular was widely regarded as having a higher production value than previous ones, and also appeared to be more in line with anime-style shows of the same period. Based on this look and feel, it was theorized by fans that it could possibly have been made by a fourth studio, yet another unknown player in the show's production history. Fortunately, in 2020, it was unveiled by the episode's directors that it was in fact actually managed over by Toei Productions. While up to this point, subcontracted episodes had not been widely known based on studio resumes, but Toei actually produced a name for this one-of-a-kind episode in the show's history. Specifically, Studio Look, or Studio Ruku, handled the animation efforts behind Call of the Primitives. While other episodes may not have credited subcontractors, Toei at least kept track of this specific instance in their records. If it weren't for this, the potential fourth mystery studio would have potentially still been in question. As far as the answers are concerned, for the remaining nine episodes between seasons two and three, a knowledge gap still persists concerning who actually animated them. While dedicated fans and historians have continued mining, interviewing, and searching for answers, there are many dead ends along the way, and lost documentation to further add to the frustration. While hundreds of employees, multiple studios, and possibilities are out there, until someone actually steps forward, we may never truly know who's responsible. It's strange to think that at one point in time, if you didn't put your name on it, there'd be no way to know you were ever involved. Making this possibly the worst group project ever in terms of attribution. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Pop Culture Legends, a digital dissection miniseries. Be on the lookout for future episodes as we explore the relative unknown, as some of pop culture stories lie just outside mainstream periphery. Follow us on your social media of choice and tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from you in the comments or at digitaldissectionpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, keep on dissecting. And if you worked on the Transformers Generation 1 animation, why not humble brag so we can finally solve this one?